This week, we're talking about AI technology and the end of the world, and you're listening to the Landscape Photography Podcast. Greetings, everyone. I hope that you are doing well. Me, myself, I'm just getting back from a Palouse tour, and before that, I was teaching in Olympic National Park at Out of Olympic, which was a great time. And it's kind of, you know, we're going into busy season here, and I figured I better get a podcast episode out before I get too busy to do any podcast episodes. Um, anybody that's been keeping up with the latest news, especially in the photography world, you know that AI has been on the tip of a lot of tongues lately. And I figured I would weigh in on kind of what my thoughts are, whether I feel like photography is threatened by AI technologies and all the generative abilities that it has now. There's a lot of stuff kind of happening in that realm and I figured we could dive into it in a podcast episode. Let's jump into it. So AI has been talked about heavily in the photography community for, oh, the last several months now. If you remember a few months back, everybody was doing the AI-generated avatars for Instagram where it would create this uh, whimsical painting portrait of, of yourself, and it was pretty impressive. But then it kind of raised the question, is computer-generated AI going to start replacing photography? I know that there's a lot of photographers out there that I've followed in the past, I don't really follow so much anymore, that really have embraced the AI stuff where they're not even going out and doing photography anymore. They're sitting at home and generating these really fantasy-like scenes with AI-generated images. And, you know, they'll go in and they'll combine several different images together and create this big crazy scene. And there's those that really embrace it and see it as a creative tool. And there's others that feel quite threatened by it because, you know, as photographers, we're kind of worried that it's going to someday completely replace photography. Why spend a bunch of money on a photo trip when you can sit in your office and, and generate images of the same place? It's not going to be very long before those AI-generated images are very difficult to distinguish from a real photo. So that raises the question, is AI-generated art or AI-generated photos, are they going to replace photography? And I guess the, my answer to that would be, well, why are you doing photography? Or why is that person doing photography? And for me, as a landscape photographer that, you know, enjoys time out in nature, nothing that happens on a computer could ever replace the experience that I have when I go out and I do photography. Because honestly, when I'm out and about, the point isn't necessarily to get a good photo. The point is the experience of trying to capture that photo. I've said it before where the journey, the chase for me is the fun part. That's where I derive the, the most enjoyment from. Being outside, listening to bird song, listening to a babbling brook, those, those things are so good for my mental well-being and just my happiness in general. I could never, ever replace that for something that is created on a computer. That just can't be replicated, it can't be replaced, and quite frankly, it should not ever be replaced. 
it's my personal belief that you know being out in nature that is a human's natural habitat and i i almost feel like it should be like required for people to go out spend some time in nature because it is just the ultimate reset button when we are trapped in our everyday lives listening to traffic and and the hustle and bustle of everyday life especially when you have a stressful job those things take their toll on a person's mental well-being and being out in nature hiking on a trail that is that's where our brains are designed to be where we start to go into a more survival type mindset where you know we're just thinking about putting one foot in front of the other where are we going to get food where are we going to get water like the basic survival things that's how our brain is really designed to work and as a result that's when we are at peace any long distance through hiker will tell you that the peace that they get when they're hiking on the trail that's why they do it they're not doing it for the result for a resulting image or anything they're doing it for the peace that they receive when they are on the trail because they go into that survival mode where life is simple it's one foot in front of the other stop drink some water listen to the birds those things are really what makes a person happy ai generated art it's never going to replace that experience for me and for that reason you know it, it doesn't really affect me all that much it, it might someday greatly affect you know my career path with fewer people doing real photography there's probably going to be fewer people that want to learn or know what i know but for me photography is always going to be something that i do so it's not only the ai generated art that is you know concerning to some photographers it's also the inclusion of some of those technologies into programs like photoshop so anybody that's been follow follows youtube channels they've probably seen that photoshop just released a new ai generate fill feature in the beta version of photoshop it's soon going to be coming out in a full version and it's pretty crazy what it can do essentially you can just select an area enter some prompts and photoshop will go in and it will actually generate whatever you tell it to generate and it does a pretty crazy scary good job at creating things that not only look realistic for your scene but also giving you multiple different options as far as like you know if you tell it to let's say it's a a stream image and you tell it to generate a jumping salmon it can do that and not only can it do that but it'll do it in a way to where you have multiple different options to choose from and they all look pretty realistic to the scene it is really spooky i'm sure that there's going to be some people that are incredibly excited about this especially if you're you know doing some kind of real estate photography or creative portraiture there's going to be a lot of use cases where that that stuff is pretty interesting and there's going to be those that create those kind of uh, fantasy scenes that are going to be utilizing this stuff pretty heavily i think we're going to see a pretty big influx of those kind of images where things are happening in the scene that just didn't happen or couldn't happen and again it's going to come back to why you're doing photography whether you utilize these things or not for me personally i've i've said it before i i enjoy the chase and i like trying to get conditions to line up with locations i see that challenge as kind of the fun part of photography but i fully appreciate that not everybody feels that way 
And I think that there's going to be a lot of people that are utilizing these tools as they get better. Right now, it's kind of limited by resolution, and it's just in a beta version. But the writing is on the wall. These these technologies are going to get a lot better, and it's probably going to happen pretty quickly. I don't think I will ever be using these kinds of things. Maybe if I'm doing some kind of shoot for a company or something, and, and there just needs to be something that I wasn't able to capture for them, where it's not really about telling the story of a moment. It's, you know, painting a picture of an idealistic moment. Sometimes when you're a real estate photographer or even a golf course photographer, something like that, and you don't get the conditions you're looking for, it's they've Photoshop's just made it very easy to get the conditions you're looking for because literally you can select the sky and, and enter the prompts, large puffy clouds, and then you have large puffy clouds. It's going to have a huge photo database to draw from rather than just whatever database you happen to have handy. Do I think that this is going to threaten photography as we see it? Yeah, in a way. It's definitely going to change things. There's going to be techniques and tools available that unless you know them, you're going to be at a bit of a disadvantage if you're a working professional photographer. But if you're a photographer that goes out and you're you're doing it for yourself and you're doing it for the enjoyment of doing it, which is why I do photography, it's just another thing out there that some people will be using, but it doesn't mean that you have to. It's no different, really, than you know, swapping skies or compositing scenes. Those things have been around for a long time. But just like anything, we all have to kind of draw our, our imaginary line in the sand of what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do. And that line is different for everybody. Some people are okay with you know, dropping a cloud or two in the sky on a clear day when there wasn't any it doesn't mean that there could never be those puffy clouds in the sky. There just wasn't on that particular day. And that's one line in the sand. Some people are very much like, get it right in camera, no focus stacking, no exposure blending. It's got to be, you know, as it was in that one single frame. And that's a different line in the sand. Everybody has their different line in the sand. And that's personal to them. And these tools are going to very much come down to that. Where is your particular line in the sand? What are you comfortable doing and using? And why are you doing photography? Are you doing it for the end result? Or are you doing it for the experience of capturing it? Some people are doing it for both. That's okay too. Different strokes for different folks. In the end, it's about the enjoyment we get out of it. For me personally, I really enjoy trying to convey the story of how I experienced that particular location that day. And sometimes that's with a, you know, a warmer feel. Sometimes that's with a colder feel. Sometimes it means I have to exposure blend. Sometimes it means I have to focus stack. My particular line in the sand is trying to replicate how I felt. And that's not going to be how other people process. You know, some people are very much like how the camera saw the location at the time. It's, it's already different for everybody, is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's already a different line in the sand for everybody. It's an individual choice, and it's going to continue to be that way. There's just a lot of new, powerful tools available out there for creative people. Some people are going to be using them, and other people are not. I don't really foresee myself being one of the people that uses those, but that's going to be different for everybody. So I guess the moral of the story is... It's still the same. It's still a creative pursuit. If you're doing it for your own enjoyment, 
it doesn't really affect you all that much. It is going to affect the working professionals out there, and it's going to be interesting to see how things go moving forward. One of my biggest worries right now with all of the AI-generated photography and video is the believability of the things that you see on television. You know, and, and we've, uh, we've been in the era where photographs can be faked. You know, we've been in that era for a while, quite a while. But for a long time, it's been out of the realm of possibility for video to be faked, at least on a budget. If you have a Hollywood budget, you can kind of create anything. But now with these AI-generated videos, the potential for fake video entering news cycles and things, that is frightening because there's all kinds of very devious ways that stuff like that could be used. That, that part scares me a little bit, you know, as a person living in this world. But that's, I guess, the world that we live in. So, yeah, there's your little rabbit hole for today. I hope that you're all doing well. Try to get out, do some photography, listen to some bird song, listen to a babbling brook. We're all better off for it when we're all in a good headspace because that's definitely where I'm happiest. And I think that it's true for a lot of other people as well. I hope you're doing well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>